This is Robbie from Couldn't Be Models Podcast, and I never listen to I Doubt It with Dollamore. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Dollamore. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to episode 285 of I Doubt It with Dollamore. I am your host, Jesse Dollamore, sitting across from me, something, 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 co-host, Brittany Page. You need to get your S <laughs> together, sir. Apparently today, I just don't give a shit. Last time, you didn't either, so... <laughs> Things are not looking good. It's a harbinger of things to come, Brittany Page. Is it? I'm just, I'm on a slow, declining path toward death. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Well, we all are. I was going to say, we all are. We're all in this together. Maybe my hill's a little steeper. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, that's possible. (laughs) I could see that. I'm old. What can you say? I'm not a young, spry child like I once was. Older. You're not old. When does someone become old? Compared to like a third grader, like those kids you deal with all the time. Yeah. I'm old. They would look at me and think, that guy's ready to fucking die. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) One of them Googled Mitch McConnell. It was relevant to something they were doing. And (laughs) I was going to say, what an astute little child. I know. And she looked at him and said, whoa. See, out of the mouth of babes. <laughs> he's older than I thought. I said, he, yeah. He's also goofier looking. Did yeah. his face melt in a fire? What happened to him? You know, I think the the hate just starts to form in your face. Yeah. It's where it stores itself. Yeah. So. In the folds of your chin fat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I suppose. That is the sound of uncomfortable Britney, everybody. I wish I had the ability to pull drops. Like if we had a producer, like on a regular radio show, uh-huh. they could pull the drop immediately and then feed it back in so I could use it. Right. Because I would love to use that. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> or I wish I wasn't so lazy and I could put it in and post, but right. we don't do a lot of editing. Yeah. On the show, and I really don't like to, so. Yeah. Well, speaking of the kids, though. Oh, more kids. I love the kids stories. Yeah. We have started this new system in order to incentivize them to complete their essays, because I tutor kids in essay writing and SAT and ACT prep. Right. It's not like it's not like school where they have to. This is like extra. This is like school 2.0. Yeah. They go extra to school, school and then they come to more school. So... They're tired and they don't want to write essays, but they have to. Okay. They have to get it done. I was justifying the incentivization. Incentivizing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Wow. So we Maybe created. I need some tutoring. We created this raffle system where every two weeks there will be a drawing for a $5 gift card. All right. And I, I've been telling the kids this because it's new. And the general consensus seems to be unimpressed. When I tell them, some of them have rolled their eyes at me. So the, first they'll ask me, well, how much is the gift card? <laughs> right. <laughs> how much work am I going to put in? I need to know how much effort. Yeah. How much is the gift card? I say $5. Some of them have rolled their eyes at me. <laughs> and I'll say, it's a free gift card. Right. You hate free gift cards? When I was a kid, I would get the the free toothbrush and the free floss from the dentist, and I would stare at it for hours like it's a golden ticket. <laughs> Seriously. The, the floss. Yes. I would, oh, I have the free floss and a new toothbrush. It's That's so like exciting. being excited for getting socks for Christmas. I would be excited about that, too. It's free. <laughs> When Southwest gives me free snacks, I take them even if I don't want them. I put them in my purse for later. Yeah, you do. Because you never know when you'll need a snack. And it's free. It's a free snack. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I just... You don't have this impulse? I think that a lot of this comes from being a poor kid. Yeah. Well, I don't really have that because we didn't... I don't even remember getting gift cards and shit like that. Like as a kid, poor kid. 
But, but I you would have been excited. No, of course I would have been excited. Free money. It's yeah. money. It's not even free stuff. It's money. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that's that's a that's something you could buy things with. Yeah, exactly. But what I always was I never really like growing up, even as a like a like a high schooler or or a young adult, I would tell people, like, I don't like this, I don't like ketchup or I don't like whatever, and I'd be like or I don't like onions or what whatever. Yeah. And I would explain to people that I didn't have the luxury of being a picky eater as a kid because we were poor. Yeah. And I don't know if that holds true because looking back, I had a lot of friends who were just as poor as us, maybe more poor, more poor, poor more. <laughs> and uh, and they were picky little fuckers. Oh, really? Yeah. So maybe I'm maybe I'm off base on that about the being poor makes you appreciate more. Sometimes I don't think that's the case. Hmm. Because of that, but yeah. that's just the eating. I just we had this friend. I don't want to drop names because he, you know, I don't. I don't think I'm connected to him on Facebook. His name was David. We'll just say that. And we went to in 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 Idaho and Utah. There's fry sauce. We went yeah. to Sharp's Burger Ranch. Mm-hmm. It's this like I think there's like maybe maybe ten of them. Yeah. In near Lewiston, Idaho, and we went and. We it was a treat. Holy shit! You get to go to Sharps. That's a treat to when get you're, the fry sauce. Yeah, you're a fucking poor kid. Yeah, and we he was just a picky little douche as a kid. We <laughs> fucking hated him because because he was picky. Because, well, yeah, for, yeah. Well, I mean, it's not rational. We were children. Yeah, but yeah, we hated him, and he was a poor little fucker, and <laughs> and he was so poor that the poor family was buying him food. That's oh. how poor he was. And he was like making demands about what he like, didn't, wouldn't eat. And what? I don't know. I, I took us far afield from the gift card talk. But yeah. You brought up a bunch of painful memories, Brittany. Well, Page. you have to say what fry sauce is. Uh, fry sauce is like ketchup and mayonnaise mixed together, I think. Yeah. Like maybe there might be. It's kind of like In-N-Out with their sauce that they put on burgers. Kind no. of. No, not at no, all. No, because that's like Thousand Island dressing. Yeah, but, well, that's what fucking Thousand Island dressing is, is ketchup and mayonnaise, I think. There's no way that that's what Thousand Island dressing is. Yeah? I don't know. That's... I was a poor kid. What is I? Tuned into the, the ingredient list? Yeah, because I know that I've talked about fry sauce here. And everyone is confused, does not know what fry sauce is. So I think it's like an Idaho, Utah thing. Uh, it's good as shit. I don't know. It's it, it's one of those things that when we go back, I'm we go well, we go to Sharps. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. Regional. See, we're 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 educating the audience on regional cuisine yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah. Like Rhode Island has clams. Seattle puts cream cheese on fucking everything. Yeah. And Idaho's got fry sauce. Yeah. <laughs> they have clams. Yeah. No one has ever heard of clams anywhere. No, but that's their that's their regional, that's their their claim to fame. Yes. I understand now. Sorry. Well, it sounds like you really understand. <laughs> God damn. Oh, I messed that up. All right. Well, let's get to some voicemails <laughs> since this is a, a tr- fucking train wreck of the highest order. And then we'll get to emails. Hey, Jesse. Hey, Brittany. It's Emma from Minnesota. Um, I'm just calling in because I just finished listening to episode 283. And you guys were talking about um, the kinds of people that voted for Trump and how uh, obviously they're not all racist. And I've been hearing that a lot. And I tend to agree but I put a very strong um, but in there. And that's because I think it's also important to note that while not every single one of the Trump supporters is waving their Confederate flag, um, they have a tolerance for racism. And that's different from being racist. It means that despite... And for me, what is an unquestionable um, allowance for and um, support of racism on the side of the Trump campaign, these people decided that they were okay with it. And that, for me, is scarier than being a racist because if you are a racist then it's okay you can say 
I, I, you can kind of write those people off if you are a racist. It's those people that tolerate racism that scare me more because it's, it's bothersome to me that someone can look at what Donald Trump has said and done and say that it's somehow worth it to them, that something he could maybe provide is worth everything he has said and done. And that's where it bothers me, where people are like, oh, they're just normal. They're just, you know, working people that wanted something to change. Like, no, there's something fundamentally wrong with their understanding of who this man is because they tolerate his racism and his supporters that are racist. Anyway, guys, thanks. Love the show. Bye. So I forgot about this voicemail, and when you started playing it, I was really excited because it gives me an opportunity to talk about a post that I made today that I'm really excited about. But <laughs> but before we get there... <laughs> it gives me an opportunity to talk about a post I made. I know. <laughs> I am the worst. Okay, so... I think that Emma, one is awesome and makes a great point, but she's she's on to something here. Yeah, but I can, can I say really quickly. Yeah, I think that she migrated from being super tolerant, <laughs> and then she talked herself out of her tolerance <laughs> right back into those. She went from look, you know, I don't th- think they're all racist. I think that they, and then the words she used were tolerate tolerance for racism. And then she kept talking, and all of a sudden, it's those motherfucking racists! I mean, she was, she kind of, yeah. she talked herself out of her, her rational position. Yes. <laughs> that can happen. That happens to me all the time. Yeah. I just kind of stay in that mode because I don't want to be talked out of it. Right. So, at the end there, she said that um, she has an issue with people saying that um, the people who voted for Donald Trump are just normal working people. Because they have a fundamental misunderstanding of who Donald Trump is. Right. And I agree with that. But taking it a step further and, you know, painting the whole population of how many people voted for him. Uh, 62 million and change. Right. That they are all racist or have a high tolerance for racism, don't care about racism. I just think that's particularly problematic, especially in terms of... You mean the viewpoint that that they... That they are that is what's problematic, not the fact that they are that is problematic. Well, I don't believe that they are that. I don't believe that 62 million people are that. But it's the viewpoint is particularly problematic because, well, how do we get them back when they admit they made a mistake? Right. And that's the post I shared today. There's a guy holding a sign. I've made a huge mistake. He has a Make America Great Again hat. He's going to be at Donald Trump's rally. He was at the rally in Nashville. Right. And it's if we if we take this viewpoint of people like him. Right. How are we going to get him back on the other side? If we demonize that guy who who has already admitted to his mistake. Right. Well, well, I think what led you to this is you read as, as you always do. You went and you read through the comments on that photo. Yeah. And it wasn't his photo he posted. No. Someone else took a picture of him and posted the photo. Yeah. And there's a lot of vitriol. Yeah, Just the, 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 the the thread is filled with venom against the guy. Yeah, one of and, them says like too late, numb nuts. Right, and <laughs> I understand your point because if we, de- he's now in our camp. He's now our teammate. Don't fucking demonize the guy because of past mistakes that he's admitting to. Right. He's now. What we need to do is maybe investigate. Exactly. How, how did you come back? Conversation. How, how, did, how did you come around? Because we need to s- somehow systematically come up with a method to turn other people. Right. Listen, how were you swayed by Donald Trump? What was it that was appealing to you about Donald Trump? And what is it that made you realize you made a mistake? Yeah. Curiosity, wanting to learn, because he can become more informed now. He's admitting his mistake. That's the first step. Now he can become more informed. And it's like that for so many Trump supporters. We talked about that Twitter ac- account, uh, Trump Regrets. Yeah, Trump underscore regrets. Where it's an algorithm, I think you said, that's tracking people who are angry at Donald Trump and now regret their vote for him. Yeah. 
it's happening. Well, we should reach out to some of those people that get retweeted because I would like to, we should delve into this a little deeper. Yeah. This is coming to me now. This is how it works, folks. This is the fucking magic happening. Right. You can hear the gerbil on the track. It's a little squeaky right now. Yeah. Maybe we should reach out to some of these people. We, we definitely should because I want to know because it will strengthen our ability yeah. to win people over and to get them on the right side. Yeah. I mean, period. She's right, though. She is right in that. They do have a higher tolerance. It's like, listen, it's like when we had that Nestor Moto Jr., mm-hmm. the the gay, Latino, HIV positive, Correct. fucking Trump supporter on the show. Mm-hmm. If you haven't listened to that episode, if you're a new listener, go back and check that out. Um, it, it was a remarkable, we had him in studio. It was a remarkable episode because he... Had his he didn't give a fuck about gay rights. Yeah, we met him at the Trump rally, exchanged information, had him on the show for a bonus episode. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't. It, he was a guy who racism wasn't on his radar. Mm-hmm. Gay rights, equal rights, civil rights, human rights weren't on his radar. Mm-hmm. He was a Trump supporter, and none of the other stuff mattered. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it, but I wouldn't call him a racist or a. Well, you, you know what I mean? I don't know. There's a. I think there's there's issues. For instance, me. I for for a long time was a was a gay rights guy. That was my. It was a litmus test for me. Mm-hmm. If you didn't support people's right to to live as free Americans with liberty, like everybody else, right? Then you weren't my kind. You. I wouldn't vote for you. Yeah. It was a deal breaker for me. And a lot of people, it's not a deal breaker for them. It doesn't mean that they're racist, but it's not a deal breaker for them, you know? Yeah, and it's unfortunate, right? Yeah, because for sure. white people should care about well, it, these things. It does speak to their character in some way. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that they're racist. It doesn't even mean that they're okay with race. There's nuance here, there's a ton of nuance here. I'm not finding it. But I know it's there. Right. Well, you've heard people say, I'm sure, yeah, I haven't really noticed a difference. These things don't really affect my life. Yeah, all the time. And right. that's kind of the defense, right? Is, well, it doesn't really affect me, so why should I care? Which is unfortunate that people feel that way. And so how do we change that? How do we work toward making those people feel like it's important to care about everybody, even if it's not personally affecting you and saying, Hey, you're a filthy racist might not be the best way to convince them for sure that they should come to this side. Because it is true. If they can take, they mean the government can take the rights away from someone who's gay, then what's the fucking stop them from taking away your rights. Right. For whatever other arbitrary reason that they pick. For sure. It's irrational. Yes. It's completely irrational and hateful. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Hey, Emma, thank you for the voicemail. I hope we didn't come across as cocks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sometimes we just, we go a little crazy and talking about the topic. Well, we said Emma's awesome. We loved her voicemail. When I heard it, I... I I said to myself, this is the kind of voicemails that make me so happy about doing this show because it was this well thought out, awesome argument that really had us thinking. And I really appreciate when we get those. This is what we love about the show, the conversation, especially with the people who listen to the show that call in and give feedback. It's awesome. I also like it because you could tell she was working through it. Yeah. While she was talking, which is that's Emma. (laughs) <laughs> you're you're my girl because that's Jesse D style right there. Yep. I'm always working through shit. People think this is like super scripted or something. God damn, if you only knew. <laughs> Why would they think that? I don't know. We've had people on who are shocked that I don't have like notes and that we're just we're a couple of I was going to say a couple of idiots. It's, it's for sure one idiot over here. We're just, we're, 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 I don't know. We are not eloquent enough to be scripted. That's absurd. <laughs> so you're saying those people are stupid. If this were scripted, half of the words I said would be words no one understood. Cause I'd be, ha- I'd like open a thesaurus and exchange all the words in my script for bigger words. <laughs> yeah. I don't mean 100% <laughs> of the words we speak are scripted. God damn. Yeah. Way to take that to the next level. Anyway, Emma, thank you very much for the voicemail. We appreciate it. 
Let's get to some emails. Greetings from the frozen Chicago lakeside. I'm listening to the new show this week whilst fighting the worst stomach bug. And the young... Mm. And the... uh, (laughs) That confused me. I thought it was maybe a mistake. No. That's a bummer. I hate being sick. Um, Uh, Who likes being sick? What am I, special? Jesus Christ. That was like a delicious kind of mmm, though, I thought. No, mmm, what a bummer. Oh, okay. They're similar. It's similar. Uh And the young lady taking care of biz reminded me of something. Was that sexual criminal a trans individual? Weren't we promised that this is exactly what the trans community would be up to if we allowed them to pee with dignity? I guess they were wrong. Love the show. Jesse is the goat. <laughs> I wish I had a goat sound right now. We need to get a goat sound. <laughs> we need that Mariah Carey singing and then the goat noise. We definitely need to break that out, except just extract the singing part. Yeah. <laughs> Um, first of all, let me remind the audience in case they didn't listen to the last episode or turned it off or didn't listen to the whole thing, whatever. Uh, we, we were talking about a woman in Seattle who was attacked in a bathroom while on a run. Like she paused her run to go into the bathroom on a 10 mile run, mile four of a 10 mile run, went into pee and got attacked by some homeless sexual predator mm-hmm. like he's he's a sexual he's a sex offender he's on the list he's, yes he's a previous criminal with multiple counts of sexual assault and rape on his case on his on his record and she fought him off like she's like not today motherfucker and she ninjaed the shit out of him smashing her arm he looked fucked up in his mugshot anyway um that is an awesome point who what's uh, is it chris is that mikey mikey sorry mikey um it's an awesome point that this is what the 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 Kaylee McEnany's on CNN who constantly constantly want to bring up women's safety and sexual assault risk in locker rooms and stuff if we allow trans individuals into the bathroom of their choice. Mm-hmm. And that this guy wasn't a trans; he was a transient. <laughs> Uh-huh. He wasn't transgender. Right. Well, I wish that, that these stories, like the Taking Care of Biz story, where it is a non-transgender individual making the attack, would do something for the availability heuristic that people have, right, that are against transgender individuals using the bathroom yeah. that they want to. Right. And it's unfortunate that these stories do little to nothing to convince those people that transgender communities are not the problem. Well, I here. wonder. I wonder if the, if it could be changed if the media reported on it a little bit more in an activist nature. Mm. Like if, and it would be snarky, and it would not be a journalistic. It would be against journalistic standards, probably because they're conflating two issues. But if they were to report it as tonight transgender individual doesn't do anything in a bathroom. Right. Nope. It's a homeless dude. I mean, but they don't want to demonize all because all homeless people also aren't fucking criminals. Yeah. It's I don't know. You're right. Something needs to there's a a switch that needs to be flipped. Yeah. Non transgender individual gets beaten (laughs) in bathroom after. Right. Trying to rape somebody. Ugh. Thanks for the email. <laughs> Thanks for the email. We appreciate it very much. Is there any more? Yeah, now we have a poem from Nathaniel. A lot of poetry on the show. Yeah, let's see. Very highbrow podcast we've got going here. Let's see if I can do it justice in my reading. All right. Unwelcome Company is the title. We had it well. There was no fret. Under a spell, we now regret. Our shoulders shrugged. Our ears so muffed. We were not drugged. We were not cuffed. The drones, the dead, we pretend to defend. So many have bled. More horror we send. Precedents were set. We cannot roll back. A burning dog pet. Stacked decks we don't lack. We're in a new time where untruth is truth. We're now led by grime, who's leader uncouth. The voiceless need voices. All must rise. We must make wise choices to counter the lies. Which way do we go now, where hope must rise? We cannot go kowtow and no longer surmise. Thanks again for all that y'all do. Keep it up and I'll keep on keeping on spreading it to my friends and backward family. The only Nathaniel. Backward backward family. Yeah. Thank you, Nathaniel, for the... 
the respite of culture and refinery. <laughs> I don't think refinery is exactly what I was looking to say. Oh, but good times. I don't. I wish I. I wish I. I wish I had the ability to do poetry. Brett number one. Uh, I haven't said Brett number one in a while. Brett number two is not even a fixture on the show anymore. To to, to mention Brett number one, but my best friend Brett is a poet guy, poetry guy. And uh, I guess if you're a poet guy, you're just a poet. You're not a poet guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have always admired it. It's yeah. a skill. It's a skill set that can, I think, be developed probably. But it's you know, it's probably cathartic. Yeah. To to, to vent like that. Yeah. I but you know, I have this microphone in front of me, so I get to vent all the time. I'm all vented out. I, I guess. am. I am in not creative turd, so I can't do poetry. But I also want to say Brett number two is still out there. So even though he's not quote unquote a fixture on the show, like you said, in kind of a dick way, it wasn't a dick way. He it's, is we still out there. Hello, ha- Brett number two. We haven't heard from from Brett and Allison in a long time, but they're there. They're. I'm sure they're there. Yeah. Hello, guys. <laughs> this is taking an unexpected turn. Wow. Well, what can I say? I'm I'm an asshole of today <laughs> and every day. Good times. All right. Thanks for the voicemail. Thank you for the email, Emma. Or that was backwards. Thank you for the emails. Thank you for the voicemail, Emma. We appreciate it very much. If you, too, would like to sound off, communicate with the show, 657-464-7609. Of course, you can always email a voice memo from your smartphone to idoubtit at dollamore.com. Okay, so this isn't a Trump tweet. This is a um, part of the script from an interview that he did. Uh, oh, you're going to do a Trump reading. Yeah, so I'm going to read something that he said. We, these I might like better than the Trump tweets. And it is horrific. So, And I think you mean glorious. So just wish me luck in my ability to try to get through this, okay? All right. Well, let me tell you about Twitter. I think that maybe I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Twitter because I get such fake press, such dishonest press. I think Fox has been fair to me, but if you look at CNN and if you look at all these other networks, NBC, I made a fortune for NBC with The Apprentice. I had a top show where they were doing horribly and I had one of the most successful reality shows of all time. I made and I was on 14 seasons and you see what happened when I was not on. You saw what happened to the show was a disaster. I was on. I was very good to NBC and I they're despicable. So the news is not honest. Much of the news. It's not honest. And when I have close to 100 million people watching me on Twitter, including Facebook, including on Instagram, including POTUS, including lots of things, but we have, I guess, pretty close to 100 million people. I have my own form of media. So if I tweet two or three or four or five times a day, and if most of them are good, and I really want them all to be good, but if I make one mistake in a month, this one I don't think is going to prove to be a mistake at all. You know what I'm I'm shocked by is his ability to to get back on track. It, that's remarkable to me that he goes from I wouldn't be here without Twitter to 14 seasons on The Apprentice. Yeah, on his reality TV game show. Mm-hmm. That to me is kind of remarkable. Well, it's also he's president. I just feel like none of this should be talked about. Well, he's talking about how famous he is still. Yeah. I have 100 million people who follow me on social media. You're the president of the United States. You don't need to keep you talking. You fucking bag of rotten dicks. Of <laughs> course you have. You're the most famous man on the planet. You fucking asswipe. Of course you have that many people following you on Twitter. <laughs> what do you? If I had that many, that would be an accomplishment. But I'm not known by even people in the ghettos of Mumbai. You fucking mook. So how? God damn. So. Everybody. I get mad sometimes, <laughs> Brittany. So is he the first president to just obsess over his clout? Even after. I mean, you were elected president. You're the most popular person. That's. I mean, I, technically not. But. I don't know. There's something wrong with him. <laughs> and he's making something wrong with me. It makes me real <laughs> mad. Yeah, it's pretty unfortunate. God damn. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Is that it? Can, I, can we move on? Well, no, I want to say one more thing. So, uh, <laughs> so Tommy Laren was on Hannity. Oh, great. And she's now one of the people they call to be a talking head because she's so knowledgeable and awesome. Right. She offers such erudite uh, commentary. Yeah. <laughs> so they have her on as the conservative that argues against the liberal on the Hannity show. And Donald Trump literally called Tommy Laren. According to Tommy Laren, this is from her own mouth. He called her on the phone and they talked for 10 to 15 minutes. Wow. And he thanked her for her appearance on Hannity and her, <laughs> and her positive comments on Hannity. Uh, hey, 24-year-old. He said, quote unquote, thank you for your fair coverage of me. <laughs> He's the president and he's calling people that are on TV who are saying nice things about him to thank them. Yeah. To thank them. Thank you for saying nice things about me. I appreciate it. What is going on? I don't know. He is. He's a hateable motherfucker. I, the problem is he, here's the deal. All right. Here, here's 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 the goddamn deal is. What happens with people like me and people who are simpatico, like Emma from Minnesota, is that you can't really hate Donald Trump. Well, you can, but it doesn't really go anywhere. So it's easy to hate regular people in lieu of Donald Trump. Getting back to the earlier point. Right. So we do need to not do that, but it is easy to do because he is a hateable motherfucker. Mm -hmm. He makes me real mad. Yeah. A lot. Support for I Doubt It with Dollamore comes from generous, engaged, intelligent, and good-looking listeners like yourself by way of Patreon. You can contribute per episode as much or as little as you'd like. Comforted by the knowledge that you're within your budget and helping move the conversation forward one podcast at a time. If you too would like to become a supporter, please visit patreon.com slash I doubt it with Dolomore. So Jordan. Jordan. And Chris. Chris. Are the latest Patreon and PayPal supporters. Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much. You guys are amazing human beings simply for doing what you're doing, which is supporting the show. Yes. <laughs> that was easy, wasn't it? Uh, you, you have a funny look on your face while you're doing that. But you're saying serious things. Yeah. I mean, you're trying to be a little jokey when well, you're saying like real important things. <laughs> I try to be jokey often. So we listen, we appreciate we, we have seen a a massive uptick and we're getting ready to switch to this monthly this monthly pledge rather than per episode because it seems like a confusing fucking mess. We'll get into all of that. Um, we listen, we this has been an un unbelievable incredible journey from three years ago just over three years three years five days now and uh it's all because of you guys we appreciate you guys so much we really do feel like we have a, a very close relationship with our audience maybe unlike any other independent podcast that's out there i mean there's you know two hundred fifty thousand or something in, some insane number but we really do feel connected to you guys and it is awesome when you guys email and you write in yeah, you, you leave us voicemails, you communicate on Twitter via the Facebook page. We appreciate every single one of you. And here, here's an idea. We, when we do get to that third episode a week, we're, we're over halfway there now. But when we do get there, we want to um, we want to do a third episode that is special, something different. And Brittany brought up last night while we were sitting around, you know, me being goofy and her being wonderful <laughs> of doing like a call-in episode. And it's something we could for sure do. It wouldn't be live streaming where you're hearing it and then you call in it, but it, we could, you could just call in at the number whenever we announce on Twitter and Facebook and whatever, have people live call in and you'd have to just keep trying. I mean, it would be kind of a clusterfuck, but we would get the hang of it. This is, you're really selling everybody on it, <laughs> but it would be a way for them to call the number. Me pipe them right in. They have a question, we talk, and then, you know, that would be a cool third episode. And I think I want to try it out as a bonus episode, come up here pretty soon, like within the next week or so, let's say. 
But let us know. How, what do you guys think about that kind of a deal, like a live call-in? Yeah, or do you want just another regular episode where it's more news and ridiculous comment? Yeah. That. What What do you want? <laughs> Please tell us. <laughs> all right. Anyway, I guess this all to say that we love you guys and we appreciate you very much. Democracy facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism. So this Russia wiretap deal, it's just not going away. Donald Trump has without even want I mean listen, he, he's trying to, to to direct attention away from the Russia thing by talking about the fact, quote unquote, the fact, like he said in his tweet that Barack Obama had his phones wiretapped, quote-unquote, and all he's doing is drawing more attention to the Russia thing. Because now the media is fucking on to his shtick. They get it. That when he jingles the keys over here, he's trying to distract you from whatever's going on over here. Saying over here and over here doesn't really work in an audio format, but rest assured... One hand was on the right <laughs> side and the other hand was on the left side. I can vouch for that. <laughs> well, with his bullshit accusations about President Obama, he is now raising the ire of both political parties in the United States. Today, members of President Trump's own party are openly challenging his claim that Trump Tower had been wiretapped under the orders of President Barack Obama. We don't have any evidence that that took place. Uh, and in fact, I, I don't believe just in the last week of time, the people we've talked to, I don't think there was an actual tap of Trump Tower. And Senator Lindsey Graham said official answers over Trump's allegation of wiretapping may soon be coming. Today, they said they're extremely confident there was some kind of surveillance of the campaign. I have no evidence for that. Apparently, the FBI has contacted my staff that they will be at some date in the future providing us an answer to this in a classified uh, manner. This comes as FBI Director James Comey privately briefed senators about its ongoing investigation. A move to defuse tensions with the Republican Judiciary Chairman who is holding up a key confirmation of a top Justice Department official until he gets more answers. I expect people to respond according to what they told me. And in this particular instance, we were not uh, given the uh, respect that the constitutional uh, gives us of oversight of the executive branch of government. And uh, so that's very irritating. The House Intelligence Committee is calling on the Justice Department to immediately provide any information to support President Trump's allegations that were made during a Saturday morning tweet storm 11 days ago. You said pretty clearly that you do not think that Trump Tower was tapped. What, what gives you that confidence to say that President Obama wouldn't physically go over and wiretap uh, Trump Tower. So now you have to decide, are you going to take the, the tweets literally? And if you are, then clearly the president was wrong. But if you're not going to take the, the tweets literally, and if, if there's a concern that the president uh, has about uh, other people, other surveillance activities, uh, looking at him or his associates, uh, either appropriately or inappropriately, we want to find we want to find that out. But Nunes and the top Democrat on the committee, Adam Schiff, disagree on one key piece of their investigation: whether the Trump campaign had any improper contacts with Russians who were meddling in the elections. Do you have any evidence of that? Not that I'm aware of. You know, I, I wouldn't answer that question uh, as categorically as my colleague. And uh, you know, we're not privileged to talk about the contents of the investigation, but I. You know, I think we need to be very precise uh, when we talk about this, um, and, I, and I just don't think we can answer that answer categorically uh, and not in this forum. And one Democrat said Comey failed to meet a Wednesday deadline to confirm this central question. Is the FBI conducting a criminal probe over any Trump campaign contacts with Russia? We needed to uh, know uh, by then whatever the FBI wanted to tell us about an ongoing 
criminal investigation so as not to bump into uh, one another. Um, we gave him the date, and today's the day. So I think Donald Trump is kind of panicking right now because the diversion tactic he tried to use by talking about the wiretap bullshit mm-hmm. has backfired, and it's only intensified the scrutiny and the level of questions that are being raised about the Russia connection. Right. Um, you will notice this episode that we're not talking about the tax return, which I believe was a distraction. I, I The more and more I read about this, I think it's just something Donald Trump released. It does say client copy, all that stuff. So we're not going to talk about the tax return because it's not fucking news. It also didn't contain anything negative. That's right. So That's right. There was no point to talking about it. In, in, in the documents, it did point to the fact that he did pay an effective tax rate higher than Barack Obama or Bernie Sanders, even over the course of the last few years. So it, it for sure just contained pretty positive information. Right. And anyway, so that's all right there, period. Done talking about it. I, I do want to go back to something that's, I think, very funny. And it's this Devin Nunez character, who is the Intelligence Committee chairman in the House, and he's the guy who who's constantly talking about, well, you can't really take the president literally, you, you know, he's new at this. He's a he's a he's he's just a newbie. He's uh, a new at this. He's 70 years old. And he's the president of the United States, dickhole. It's, he's had 70 years to perfect communication. That's well, all this is. CNN put together. What's her name? Jeannie Moose is her name. She put together one of her little funny packages that they do about Donald Trump and taking him seriously or literally. And although it is funny, it is it is so poignant. Take him or leave him. It's hard to know how to take him. Just literally. I mean, literally, literally around, you know, in the little bowl. Don't take Donald Trump literally about anything. For instance, when President Trump tweeted, just found out that Obama had my wires tapped in Trump Tower, no one thought President Obama himself literally tapped those wires. But even the Republican chairman of the House Intelligence Committee now says... Are you going to take the, the tweets literally? And if you are, then clearly the president was wrong. Wrong, or worse, lied, say Trump critics online... If tweets are not to be taken literally, then stop tweeting. This whole literal thing first surfaced last year in The Atlantic when writer and CNN contributor Selena Zito observed, the press takes him literally, but not seriously. His supporters take him seriously, but not literally. To which then-candidate Trump responded, now that's interesting and confusing. They take him literally and not seriously. No, 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 no. Don't take him literally. Take him symbolically. We take the tweet so seriously and and not figuratively. When you are literally the president of the United States, we're going to take you seriously and we're going to take you literally. Trump supporters are always berating the press. You're taking it literally. You should definitely take him seriously because he's a man of his word. Make that words plural. I know words. I have the best words. I have the But there's no better word than stupid. Literally. Right? There is none. Genimo, CNN, New York. That is a remarkable set of uh, clip of audio there. Yeah. I mean, again, I don't want to go into rage again. <laughs> my, my blood pressure just got back down to a normal level. Mm-hmm. But God damn it, Donald Trump. Come on. You are, he's the president of the United States, Brittany Page. I don't he know if is. you know. He is. So when he tweets, yeah, and he talks about having his like you the thing you read. Mm-hmm. If I tweet four or five or six times a day, and one of them's bad, listen. If you tweet five times a day, one of them's bad. Twenty percent of what you say is fucking wrong. Then yeah. And if you tweet four times on a Saturday about Barack Obama and it's all lies, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Again, and this is going to his judgment. I've talked about his judgment in the past, how he he surrounded himself with bad people. And any way you shake it, he chose them. So either it was nefarious and he wanted to surround himself with these people with bad intent and bad motives, like Jeff Sessions, who you're getting ready to hear, or his judgment is so colossally terrible 
that he inadvertently picked these assholes. Either way, he's indictable. Listen to Jeff Sessions when talking about he's being asked the question about briefing Donald Trump on the wiretap thing, and he denies it. What I want you to pay close attention to, though, is how many goddamn times he says, um, while he's gathering his thoughts because he knows he's under the microscope. Look, um, the answer is no. Um, but um, what happened in my case was that I was active in the campaign. I held a role in the campaign. There's a code of federal regulations rule, statute, really, that says if you're involved as a Department of Justice employee in a campaign, uh, have a role in that campaign, you cannot investigate your own campaign. Even though you may have had nothing whatsoever to do with anything improper, you should not investigate your own campaign. So I have recused myself. I'm not talking to the president or the people who are investigating the case, and I'm and unable to comment on any of these details. I never considered meeting with the Russian ambassador to be anything uh, 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 improper in any way. We didn't discuss politics or campaigns. We discussed, he came in and we discussed issues like the Ukraine and things of that nature, like I met with lots of ambassadors. So what you need to weigh here is, yeah, he's saying that he didn't brief the president, but he also said that he never met with any Russian officials until we found out he did. Right. So he's a fucking liar. Mm-hmm. There's just no way around that. So either, either we when we believed him before and he lied to us, why should we think he's telling the truth now? Well, he's not even a good liar. Look, um, the answer is no. Um, but, um... <laughs> How many times are you going to say, um, there, guy? Um, a lot. Why doesn't he just say, give me a second to come up with something here. Right. <laughs> and just stay silent. Right. <laughs> Well, Donald Trump was on with Tucker Carlson on Fox News. And as much of a, a fucking a robot version of what a young Republican would be, Tucker Carlson actually did, I think, a relatively decent job of holding Donald Tr Trump's feet to the fire and asking some actually tough questions. And whether he meant to or not, really pointed out what... Well, every time that Donald Trump is interviewed, I think he's just a fucking idiot. But l listen to this audio and let's talk about it. So on March 4th, 635 in the morning, you're down in Florida and you tweet the former administration wiretapped me, surveilled me at Trump Tower during the last election. Um, how did you find out? You said, I just found out. How well, did you learn that? I've been reading about things. I read in, I think it was January 20th, a New York Times article where they were talking about wiretapping. Uh, there was an article, I think they used that exact term. Uh, I read other things. I watched your friend Brett Baer uh, the day... He read other things, Brittany Page. Yeah. How many times is he going to say the word things? He's... You caught me mid-drink of coffee. Sorry. It's like a waitress when they come up and ask you how the food is while your mouth is full of food. Yeah. You, well, you're watching me drink coffee. You know what? Time your sip a little better there, guy. Okay? <laughs> how dare you? This is what bothers me with the media. I mean, obviously with Fox News, but even even mainstream normal outlets do this very thing. They don't ask the, the, the critical follow-up. Right. The New York Times and other things. Yeah, so you say... You, scre you screech on the brakes. Yeah, and you say, listen, this is a serious charge, President Trump. Yes. You had to have read this information, and it was serious enough to really stick with you. So you must know the specifics here, sir. What are the specifics? I'm going to need you to stop saying, I believe this is what it was. I think this is what it was. <laughs> you what need to, when you read Donald Trump, that's the voice you need to use. What is it actually? What was yes. it specifically? That's right. You said this is... Nixonian. You said this is Watergate. Yeah. It's serious enough that you should be clear on the details. He's also called it McCarthyism. Yeah. Uh, but, but you're right. That, that follow-up does need to be asked. What other things? You called him a sick guy. Bad, parenthetically, or sick guy. <laughs> Previous, where he was talking about... Uh, 
certain very complex sets of things happening and wiretapping. I said, wait a minute, there's a lot of wiretapping being talked about. I've been seeing a lot of things. Now, for the most part, I'm not going to discuss it because we have it before the committee and we will be submitting things before the committee very soon. That hasn't been submitted as of yet. But it's potentially a very serious situation. So 51,000 people retweeted that. So a lot of people thought that was plausible. They believe you. You're the president. Yeah. You're in charge of the agencies. Every intelligence agency reports to you. Why not immediately go to them and gather evidence to support that? Because I don't want to do anything that's going to violate any strength of an agency. You know, we have enough problems. And by the way, with the CIA, I just want people to know, the CIA was hacked and a lot of things taken. That was during the Obama years. That was not during us. That was during the Obama situation. Mike. I want everybody to pay close attention to what he just said. Donald Trump, president of the United States, just said that the CIA was hacked and sensitive, important information was stolen under President Obama. Not under his watch, under President Obama. This is news that no one knew before he said it. No one in the civilian outlets. Mm -hmm. Adam Schiff, congressman from California, Democrat, the ranking member of the House Intelligence Committee, he believes that Donald Trump has violated the law by revealing classified, sensitive, classified information that wasn't otherwise known. Right. He said, last night, the president stated on Fox News that, quote, I just want people to know the CIA was hacked and lots of things taken. That was during the Obama years. In his effort to once again blame Obama, the president appears to have discussed something that, if true and accurate, would otherwise be considered classified information. It would be one thing if the president's statement were the product of intelligence community discussion and a purposeful decision to disclose information to the public, but that is unlikely to be the case. The president has the power to declassify whatever he wants, but this should be done as the product of thoughtful consideration and with intense input from any agency affected. For anyone else to do what the president may have done would constitute what he deplores as leaks. The CIA was hacked and a lot of things taken. That was during the Obama years. That was not during us. That was during the Obama situation. The Obama situation. Mm-hmm. The situation yeah. of Obama. You mean the successful eight-year presidency? Is that what you mean, Yeah, Donald Trump? Mm-hmm. You fucking enemy to America. The Obama sitch. I'm, I'm just waiting for the day when he's going to start talking in half words. <laughs> you know, just slang terms. Did that really happen, President? Prob. That <laughs> eh, prob did. Yeah. <laughs> Look... Donald Trump is doing anything he can right now to deflect any eyes upon him, any critical view of what's happening. So he's going to throw nuggets like this out. He's going to indiscriminately and incorrectly release highly sensitive information to the world. It, it is. Let's just continue with the interview before my fucking head falls off. Pompeo is there now doing a fantastic job, but uh, we will be submitting certain things and I will be perhaps speaking about this next week, but it's right now before the committee and I think I want to leave it there. I have a lot of confidence. Why in not wait to tweet about it until you can prove it? Don't because, you devalue because, well, because, your words when you can't provide well, evidence? because the New York Times wrote about it. You know, Not that I respect the New York Times. I call it the failing New York Times. But they did write on January 20th using the word wiretap. Other people have come out with... Uh, right, but you're the eggs. president. You have the ability to gather all the evidence do, you want. I do, but I think that, frankly, we have a lot right now. And I, I think if you watch... Uh, if you watched the Brett Bear and what he was saying and what he was talking about and how he mentioned the word wiretap, you would feel very confident that you could mention the name. He mentioned it and other people have mentioned it. But if you take a look at some of the things written about wiretapping and eavesdropping, and don't forget, when I say wiretap, those words were in quotes. That really covers, because wiretapping is pretty old-fashioned stuff, but that really covers surveillance and many other things. And nobody ever talks about the fact that it was in quotes, but that's a very important thing. But wiretap covers a lot of different things. I think you're going to find some very interesting items coming 
to the forefront over the next two weeks. Next on American Idol. That's exactly what he's doing there. Yeah. And you're going to find out in the next couple of weeks some good stuff that's going to be coming out. We know we're going to be releasing stuff to the committee and you're learning all the good stuff. Listen, fucking Seacrest. You don't have to set us up for the next commercial break. Right after the break. Hey, fuck you. Tell us what you know because you're all we... This is, this is what's happening other than me being frustrated right now. He's stringing us along. He's stringing America along jingling the keys. He doesn't have any other information. The top intelligence agencies, the FBI, the Justice Department, have all said as much. That he doesn't have... He wasn't wiretapped. There isn't any information to be had. He doesn't have any more information than the NSA or the CIA or the FBI. He's making this up as a distraction. Well, yesterday, James Comey, the gangly James Comey, six foot nine FBI director, briefed the Gang of Eight, which is eight members of the House and Senate who are able to be privy to the highest levels of sensitive information and classified information relative to national security. Is Lindsey Graham in there? He is not. Dianne Feinstein is one. Chuck Grassley is one. And there are a few other, what's eight other, six other people. But they came out of the meeting, and you're, you're going to see this online everywhere today and tomorrow, that they were very somber in their tone, and it should give you pause because it tells you, it leads you to believe what that was very serious and very disconcerting what they heard. I think all of that is, is rank speculation. But here is the clip of them coming out. And uh, I will say this. I don't think that they just learned nothing. I think there was information that they learned. And soon enough, we'll find out what it was. I'll just make a very brief statement on behalf of the chairman and myself. Um, the chairman and I had written a letter um, asking for a brief briefing on certain topics, which I'm not going to go into. And because of the strength of the uh, chairman's uh, uh, and tough language, we, we, we were able to have a briefing. This briefing was all on sensitive matters and highly classified, and it's really not anything that we can answer any questions about. But did Mr. Comey, did he confirm that there's an investigation ongoing into uh, Russia I'm and the Trump I'm not going to answer any questions on it. I don't want to be rude to you, nor does the chairman. You've been standing here for a long time. I know how I would feel. My feet would hurt. And um, I'm sorry, but it's the way life is here right now. Were you satisfied with the answers you got from the director, regardless of whether you can talk about the topic? So I don't think that that really tells us that something... It doesn't give us tell us that there's something more with more gravity or less gravity that was talked about in the briefing by James Comey. But, you know, these are serious people dealing with serious matters and they're they feel obligated to talk to the press in some way to let them know to show some level of transparency. They can't just walk out and say, oh, see you later. We can't talk to you. That would raise a bunch of questions and it would gin up fear in the American people. Right. So. Let's wait and see before we start speculating that there's a smoking gun just because she had a, a, a sour look on her face. That's kind of Diane Feinstein's default face. Yeah. Is a sour puss. And that's fine. <laughs> a lot of us have that. Right. All right. Well, once again, two stories are getting dropped. I was going to talk about Obamacare and the Trump care thing. By the way, everybody needs to be calling it Trump care because he doesn't want that because I think he sees impending failure here. And then the other thing I was going to talk about is the, the, the commandant of the Marine Corps before the committee talking about this and this, this terrible, ridiculous story about Marines sharing naked pictures and also clothed pictures of, of female Marines against their will. Male Marines doing this, victimizing women um, with whom they serve. And we're going to talk about it, but we just don't have time today. So we'll push it until, until the weekend. Uh, we want to hear from you guys. T tell us about the bonus episode thing, the live call-in episode, 
Um, we want to do this, and we're looking forward to getting to the to the point support wise where we can add that third episode. And you know, we we want to 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 produce the show that you guys want to listen to. I think we've always tried to be very responsive to suggestions and. Uh, you know, we, we uh, this is your show as much as it is ours. So we love you guys. We appreciate you. We will see you next time. Until then, for Brittany Page, I am Jesse Dollimore, and this has been I Doubt It. Bad, parenthetically, or sick guy. 